Welcome to American Indian Living, a program developed by the Native Education and Health Initiative to improve and enhance the health of people throughout the Native communities. American Indian Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he's ready today to help you learn more about your health. Here's Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Today we're recording another in a series of shows from an exciting venue. We're at the ASI International Convention in Houston, Texas. We're recording in August of 2018, and we're talking with people who are making a difference throughout Indian country and the world. My guest for this show is actually no different. He's been making a difference for years. I know, in fact, I don't know why this association came to mind, but a, uh, a Native friend, a, uh, a Navajo uh, health uh, leader comes to mind who David, I think, was involved with his training. I'm not going to mention any names, but uh, David Grams is the board chairman currently of Wellness Secrets in northwestern Arkansas. It's great to have you, David. Glad to be here. Great. David, I know um, our paths have crossed in a number of venues. You, for years, were a teacher at Weimar Institute. I know there you were training uh, First Nation peoples, people from all types of backgrounds, and the emphasis there at Weimar was on practical health education and helping people, right? Yes, indeed. And I, with First Nation um, people, I've uh, had wonderful blessings. I uh, have been able to in my other work, you know, as a uh, educator and pastor, I got very close to a dear friend who she and her husband are native, and I went out to the Holbrook uh, Indian School in mm-hmm. Arizona, not too far out of Phoenix, uh-huh. and uh, just had a wonderful time with the staff there, sharing some meetings and becoming thrilled and enthused about the good work of people who are making a difference mm-hmm. among First Nation peoples. No, it's exciting. And, and David, what I so appreciate about you, you're uh, not just a recent college graduate. You've been doing th- this for a few years, right? Yes, a few. <laughs> okay. And uh, you've been a, a college teacher, an administrator. Now you've taken your energies uh, from the West Coast out to Arkansas. You're working with a a team of people that uh, coordinates what's called Wellness Secrets. I got acquainted with what you're doing there pretty intimately about a year ago. Yes. We had just come out with our book, 30 Days to Natural Blood Pressure Control, and you invited me to come out and have some meetings there with your team, and I enjoyed being out there. You guys were gracious hosts, and uh, it was fun working with you. It was great for us, and I might just add, if we skip this somehow, that we asked Dr. DeRose to lecture at a health expo we had. And that turned out to be the hit of the health expo, and people just loved it. And uh, you have to understand, he was in interesting circumstances, underneath the tent, outside, as people were preparing to go in to the uh, health expo. So he had a very fluid audience it came and went that's true you just had a good time we did enjoy working in that venue david and as we speak about the topic of the day it's really about lifestyle change yeah because anybody can articulate oh the importance of eating better of exercising more controlling stress these lifestyle practices as we were doing there together Mm -hmm. in arkansas last year 
But it's another thing to actually adopt those principles, put them to work, and then see them actually make a difference in your life. Exactly. When you work with people at Wellness Secrets, when you work with people individually, tell us how this all happens. Maybe tell us some stories that illustrate it. Yes, you know, people uh, come in, not only at Wellness Secrets, but of course when I was at Weimar and another uh, school in the East that was a medical center as well, uh, they, they come in with real challenges. Life is not pleasant. Mm. Their, their health has so disintegrated that uh, it's just a challenge to exist. And when they see personally in just a few days and feel the difference in their own lives from eating the way God intended and exercising and thinking uh, thoughts that are uplifting and inspired, uh, you know, by what we believe, of course, is a higher power. But more than that, we believe specifically it's God. And um, we really find that their change of life is inspiring to us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so we had a man come real uh, just recently, and uh, he ran a little store in our little town. And even to look at him, you'd know he's in trouble. Mm -hmm. He just looked like something was really wrong, an older gentleman. And I befriended him probably, I don't know how long it was, a year or year and a half or longer before things finally worked out, and he said, yes, I'll come through the program. So now when you say come through a program, you offer outpatient services there. Uh, you've got a little health food store. Yes, uh, as well as inpatient. So so inpatient, this fellow is actually coming for a program where he's going to live in your facility? He, You know, this is interesting. He's kind of what you call a combination. Oh, okay. He stayed at home because he only lived Fair a few enough. minutes, uh -huh. but yet he went through virtually everything. He'd come oh, okay. over in the morning uh -huh. and just go through the program. And his wife even came a time or two. And, and it just benefited him so much that you make friends forever. Mm -hmm. And people ponder, you know, what is it that causes us to provide this kind of opportunity for people to change their lives, their thinking, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. their sense of well-being. And uh, just to be part of that. And, and, you know, you get to know them as friends and to see them do better right, makes right. me feel better. No, this is I, one of the things that's inspiring to me. You know, I mentioned at the beginning of the show your enthusiasm. But you mentioned earlier on you're also a pastor. You're coming from a Christian perspective. And many of the folks here at ASI are, are sharing that, you know, kind of vision. But like you're saying, these principles really transcend Christianity. Yes. Uh, many of my native friends who, I mean, they're the furthest from Christian, I mean, at least as far as how they identify themselves, right. as, as you could imagine, but they believe in a creator. They believe in, in, in caring for people. And, and these principles of thinking these positive thoughts, of making a difference for other people, you're just seeing it transform lives, aren't you? Exactly. So, so what happened to this particular fellow? He's coming to the pro. Did it make a difference for him? It really helped him. We haven't been in touch just real recently. Mm -hmm. But uh, because he lives in the area, we'll be able to continue follow-up work, you know. Right, right. And um, we've invited him. Yes, to even attend uh, one of my services at my church. Okay. <laughs> but we don't push that. 
you know, they don't have to. We're, they're just our friends anyway, regardless of what choices they make along that line. Now, we're in the exhibit area. A lot of people can tell that we're not in a quiet radio studio. They're uh, keyed into that. But you've got a booth. Wellness Secrets has a booth here. And you've got a very attractive brochure. I'm looking at it. And it says a five-day live-in program. So people, all they have to invest is five days to come to your facility? Yes, on a Sunday night, and it's over on Friday. But we make arrangements if they need to stay the weekend or whatever. Okay. So basically, they come out for this five-day program, and you basically are giving them a lot of health education. You're preparing delicious plant-based meals, exercise programs, hydrotherapy. Tell us a little bit about hydrotherapy, what that's all about. Well, I'll start by being ostentatious and real uh, glittery. They have a $35,000 bathtub. Wait a minute, wait a minute. A $35,000 bathtub? Now, they didn't have to pay that. Okay. We believe the Lord arranged this, and they got it for less than a tenth of that. Wow. But somebody didn't have use for it anymore. Uh I think it was at a medical center or something. Right, right. And uh, so it's a nice place to take a hydro treatment. You know, I could take a bath in a $500 bathtub. Why would I want to be in a $35,000 bathtub? Well, it does everything but talk to you. Mm-hmm. But more than that, it makes it comfortable. Mm-hmm. So when you're taking your treatments, you know, I could stretch out. And maybe we'll get into that later. I actually went through the program myself. As a patient yes. or a guest, I guess, as you call yes. it. Yes, yes, uh-huh. I did. And I did that because... My neurologist had told me I had a 30% chance of having prostate cancer. Okay. So I wanted to take their treatments before I started swallowing pills, taking radiation, uh-huh. doing chemo, whatever. Okay. And I'm going to do this first before I even get a biopsy. Okay. And so for about a year off and on, I took these hydro treatments. So I lived in that bathtub. Okay. <laughs> so there... This is uh, what some people would call hyperthermia in the cancer research, uh, artificially raising the body temperature. Exactly. Okay. Yep. And And did you feel that that made any difference for you? Well, not only were there no side effects other than you were, you know, you had a nice sense of feeling tired at the end. Mm -hmm. And every time you finished, then you would, they'd wrap you up like a mummy and you could lay there for an hour through a sweat bath. Uh-huh. But I got, so I loved that, too. You know, okay. I could just relax, and they'd play tapes. And uh-huh. I got through a whole book on the Civil War that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and you know, it was just such a privilege to, to do it this way. And so then at the end of the year, I went back to my hospital up in Minnesota where I was at uh-huh. and had a complete biopsy. Okay. And uh, the report came back, 100 percent clear wow absolutely nothing Hmm. so you can be sure that i'm a champion trumpeter for hydro treatments because it's wonderful and i was inspired because i had a roommate in college who uh, came down with a severe form of cancer Mm -hmm. and he had taken hydro treatments just like i took Uh 35 years ago and they were able to whip that, and he had another 35 years of a wonderful life. Wow. I was looking some years ago into the history of hydrotherapy. I mentioned on an earlier show in this venue, if we've got regular listeners, that recently I was in Europe. We're actually close to where um, 
fellow by the name of Preissnitz lived and worked, who uh, was involved in some of the early hydrotherapy in Europe, uh, at least in, in recent centuries. But um, Native Americans used hydrotherapy. And I know many of the Native listeners will say, well, our sweats are, are kind of like what he's talking about. But it wasn't just the you know, s- yes. sweats. It uh-huh. was uh, u- other uses of water in the, in the Northeast. And um, these artificial treatments, artificial, I mean, they're using natural therapies, but getting the body temperature up, I mean, we've known for decades that this speeds up the activity of white blood cells and other things. So yes. it's why we have a fever. I mean, fever is actually protective if you've got an illness. It helps the immune system work better. So really, these hydro treatments, among other things, can help you if you're dealing with an infectious illness or something else that needs the immune system boosted, right? Yes, indeed. It's just such a wonderful treatment because you don't come staggering out with side effects. (laughs) Okay. So now let me just ask this question. You were a patient there or a guest at uh, Wellness Secrets. Was that before you ever became involved as the board chairman? Yes, yes. So you were a champion of the program before you were an employee or a volunteer or whatever role you're in. Yes. I get the fat sum of $0 a year for being board chairman, but I loved the place before that. (laughs) Well, I gathered from my time there that you really had a dedicated group of people who weren't there trying to see how much money they could make. Exactly. That is so important. You know, I have to say this. You know, the man who gave me my treatments, he wasn't even a doctor. But I have never felt more comfortable, secure, and uh, just at ease with anybody in medical fields or whatever than with him. Mm -hmm. And uh, often he would pray with me before I would take the treatment. And he just had a calm spirit. Uh, you know now, you know, there's more emphasis on bedside manners for doctors mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. That, that just made such a difference. Mm-hmm. That helped, too, because when you're feeling good about the person treating you and you you have confidence in them, I think that's a symbiotic blessing mm-hmm. that goes beyond just the treatment. And I know that, uh, you know, because people are hearing treatment and non-medical professional over the years. You've had medical professionals who your team has been working under. So um, we got to talk more, though, about Wellness Secrets because I know you've got other services and uh, other things that uh, my listeners would like to benefit from. Are you able to stay by for one more segment? Okay, David Grams, board chairman of Wellness Secrets, he's not going away. He's going to be talking about some things that you can access wherever you are. You don't have to travel to Arkansas to benefit from them. Stay tuned. We'll be talking about that in our next segment on today's edition of American Indian Living. Don't go away. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. This is Betty White. I know you don't need one more thing to worry about, but listen. High blood pressure can cause kidney damage, blindness, heart attack, stroke. And you can have high blood pressure even if you feel all right. One in seven adults has it, but it's easy to get your blood pressure checked, and you can treat it if it is too high. So don't worry about it. Don't ignore it. Just see your doctor and check it out. For your free booklet, visit the Will Rogers Institute at wrinstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter. Emergency medical unit received. 
respond to 102 Maple Avenue, possible stroke victim. When stroke occurs, you have 60 minutes to win or lose the race of your life. There are new treatments, but you must get to a hospital fast. If you suddenly feel weakness on one side, have trouble speaking, walking, or seeing, it could be a stroke. Call 911. Get to a hospital. Because how you spend the next 60 minutes could determine how you spend the rest of your life. Stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. A message from the National Institute of Neurological Disorders in Stroke. If you receive disability benefits, keeping Social Security informed is key. Keeping us informed minimizes the chance that we learn about something later that could negatively affect your benefits. That's the surprise no one wants because it creates overpayments that you must repay, disrupts payments, and can even jeopardize your entitlement to Social Security benefits. Learn more about reporting responsibilities for people working and receiving disability or SSI benefits by reading our online publications, Working While Disabled, How We Can Help, and How Work Affects Your Benefits at www.socialsecurity.gov pubs. Some changes can be reported online at www.socialsecurity.gov. You can also notify us at 1-800-772-1213 or contact your local Social Security office. Our goal at Social Security is to pay you the right amount on time every month. With your cooperation to keep us informed of changes, the likelihood of any unpleasant surprises that could derail your benefits will be greatly minimized. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. This is Dr. David DeRose. My guest here at the venue of the Convention Center in Houston, Texas, is David Grams. David is the board chairman for Wellness Secrets based in Decatur, Arkansas. He is talking with us about his own experience as well as some of the work that they do at this uh, very innovative uh, yet efficient health center in northwestern Arkansas. David You've got an experience. You've been sharing about how you were helped with uh, concerns with prostate health and prostate cancer, how hydrotherapy played a role in that. But you have not only been someone who's worked there at Wellness Secrets, you also have connections at Weimar Institute and at Heartland Institute, two other health institutes and training centers, one on the West Coast, the other uh, on the Eastern Coast there in Virginia. Tell us a little bit about your experience at those two institutions and some practical lessons for all of us. Yes, uh, just as a way of a thumbnail overview, uh, Weimar Institute is a place where education and medicine meet Mm -hmm. and uh, assist each other. And so students who go to Weimar College learn a great deal about healthful living and are able to interact with the guests or patients that come through. And many people, David, just as an aside, that know about Weimar, know about my background. I was on staff there, too, for a number of years and taught in the college. In fact, I was just recently back there lecturing for their health summit, so we still have a, a relationship. But, yeah, another excellent program. You came there as a, a staff? Yeah, staff, uh-huh. 1981, that was when I... Did you ever have any similar experiences with benefiting from the treatment approaches there like you did at Wellness Secrets? Well, after Weimar, then we started. I was part of the founding faculty of the medical and college in Virginia. Okay. And um, 
And there, because it was smaller, I was able to interact with the, or know the patients a little bit more, the guests. Mm -hmm. And I always made sure that I could provide, because I'm also a music teacher. Oh, you uh, are? I I don't know that I remembered that. You're a music teacher as well? Yes, I've done that for many years. So I always made sure that we could be part of the program when they had the graduation for the guests, Uh because I could get in on that wonderful vegan banquet Uh for all the patients. And uh, it was great. But back at um, Weimar, after I had left there, let's see, I had taught there two different uh, times. Mm -hmm. And I was pastoring in Michigan when I kind of wrecked my shoulder. I I think as I was getting older, I never warmed up. And I Mm. played badminton too hard with my son. And I I started to have shoulder problems for quite a while. Uh And so as to help me with it, gave me time off. To go back to Weimar, Mm -hmm. and because I was the chaplain for a program, I was able to go through it without cost to me, and I could be with about 12 or 14, because this Weimar is one of the larger programs, Mm -hmm. 12 or 14 patients who were diabetic primarily. Okay. So it was fun for me in the mornings. You know, hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? And I could see these people with diabetes just thrilled mm-hmm. at the changes. And I was living right with them. Mm-hmm. And part of it, I just helped make my day. And then they had a special hike. And so all the patients uh, in the middle of the program, and, of course, their program was 15 or 18 days, uh-huh. something like that. And they had a six-mile hike. Wow. And they had... Different intervals all through the hike where you could be picked up if you could only go a little ways. Uh Uh And I remember hiking the whole six miles, of course. And uh, and then we had a nice watermelon feed or something Uh at the end Uh of it. But, you know, being part of it personally and seeing the joy in these patients... Mm. That just really struck home. I'll never forget that. Well, actually, you know, an interesting bit of history that's especially relevant for American Indian living, what really brought me into working with tribes across the nation was diabetes. I was working at a lifestyle center, had a similar vision to Weimar and Wellness Secrets. It was called the Lifestyle Center of America in Oklahoma. And we were working largely with diabetes. And when the word started getting out in Indian country, we ended up having a number of tribal elders and tribal leaders from all over the country come to our facility. And then we started getting the invitations to come to different reservations. And uh, I had some radio background. A Native American uh, leader said, you know, I've been trying to start a radio show. Would you do that? That was some 12, 15 years ago. We've been doing American Indian living ever since. But it grew out of a similar experience yes. like you're sharing where, yes. where the power of changing lifestyle is, is just so profound. Now, I promised our listeners on today's show okay. that you folks had resources at Wellness Secrets beyond just coming out for a five-day program. Yes. People can call in. They can order resources. Yes, is that right? Yes, they can. So well, tell us about what, what else you offer. Well, we, we have a wonderful little store. That's mm-hmm. packed with a lot of good things. And then you can even order through uh, Country Life and I believe even other uh, avenues uh, some healthy products if you want. Uh-huh. And the big thing for any of you want to know is on the Internet, you can get it at Wellness Secrets, the number four, the letter U, dot com. 
Oh, okay. Wait, let me jot this down. So, yes. so the website is Wellness Secrets, Secrets. the number four, the and then the letter U. U. Okay. Dot now, com. Now, I know something about the good resources you have, and I'm trying to make sure I don't smile too broadly here. <laughs> and that's because when I was out there, you got a number of my educational DVDs, and uh, I think you got quite a few of our uh, 30 Days to Natural Blood Pressure Control books. I don't know if you've sold out. Or... I'm not keeping up with the store. Okay, that okay. Much, but so. anyway, so I know you got good material. Yeah. Of course, I'm yeah. saying that tongue in cheek because yeah. you got some of mine. But the whole point is, you're making a difference not just in your community because people can walk into the physical oh, store. Yes, exactly. It's open Sunday through Thursday. Okay. And um, don't forget though, when you're typing in Wellness Secrets for you, you're going to find three S's in a row, and that's okay. <laughs> Oh, okay. So wellness. There's your two S's. Then you've got an secrets. S for secrets for you. Okay, for you. And and you can just order online. Is that how it's set I up? Think or do you have you to call? You can order online, uh, but I'm not so sure. You'd have to give them a call, and the number to call is four seven nine seven five two eight five five five. That's four seven nine seven five two. Eight five five five. Okay, and I've been I've been writing this down while you've been speaking. Make sure I got it right. Yeah. Four seven nine area code. Yes. Seven five two eighty five fifty five. Okay, so I got it. So basically, what we're saying here is there's programs throughout the country that can help you change your lifestyle. Exactly. Can help you with chronic diseases, but if you can't physically. Get to Arkansas or to Virginia or to California. Right. We, we featured uh, other programs here recently, one in Butler Creek in Georgia. We just had uh, someone after that from the Black Hills Health Education oh, yes. Center in South yes. Dakota. I've... So I know some people listen to the show, they're surprised because they haven't heard of these kind of institutions. They're often smaller, yes. but it, they're designed that way to be personal, to come exactly. close to people, right? Because you're not just uh, running people through a machine, right? We're there to uh, just be their friend in a helpful way medically. You know, what I so appreciate about that, David, and, and I do see patients on a regular basis. I work about half time in a clinic in Northern California. And we've kind of set up our, our practice a little bit differently. I do work for another group, but I've said, don't schedule me for more than a patient every half hour. We want to take time with people. Yes. And um, so I don't make as much money as uh, my peers who are, you know, seeing four patients an hour or whatever. But the patients tell me we really feel like we saw the doctor. I, you know, yes. you didn't just walk in yes. and, yeah. and scribble something down or oh. look at me and, you know, give me a prescription. So this is that same kind of spirit that's in it all is. these institutions. It is where you're saying, we're going to take time with you. We're going to not just tell you what to do. We're going to help you understand why we do it. For sure. And you're going to train people to uh, prepare the foods that you're serving them, right? They get hands-on training. I'll be honest with you. I'm stunned. I like Norm, the fellow that came through. I just didn't see him preparing food, but everybody seems to love it. Huh. So so here's a guy coming, and you say, this guy has never cooked probably in his life. He's not going to want to come to the cooking class, but he shows up. They just love it. Really? 
So basically, we're talking about re-educating ourselves. We're talking about the power of lifestyle change. It's alive and well. David Grams, you're a living example of it, of the power of natural therapies, natural treatments. I am. And I'm assuming that somewhere uh, along my derailed conversation with you, that shoulder problem improved through it natural sure therapies. Did. It what, sure what natural did. therapies did they use? Just curious. Well, I took massage was the big okay, thing okay. for me. And then they put me in the 16-head fire hydrant-like uh, shower. Wow. But they couldn't shock me. They could put all the cold water on me they wanted it because I take a cold shower every day. <laughs> and Northern California doesn't have real cold water compared to Minnesota. Fair enough. <laughs> I did okay. David, we got to run. One okay. more time. If someone wants to get a hold of you or Wellness Secrets, how do they do it? Yes. It's Wellness Secrets for You. That's the number four in the letter U, dot com or 479 752 8555. David, thanks so much for Thank sharing you. with us. We have got to slip away for a break, but we're going to be back with more. We've got another great guest coming up for the last half hour of American Indian Living. You don't want to miss it. It is going to be uh, something that you're going to tell your friends about if they haven't heard it as well. Stay tuned. We're back with more on American Indian Living right up after this. American Indian Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre recorded broadcast, please call 1 800 775 hope that's 1-800-775-4673 so you want to be a hero here are some ways to get the job hunt down that killer shark or run into a burning house to save a kitten luckily there's an easier way to become a hero call 911 if you see someone experiencing the symptoms of stroke sudden weakness on one side or trouble speaking walking or seeing stroke Know the signs. Act in time. You'll be a real hero. A message from the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke. Can you guess what's going on here? It's kids getting fit. Studies show that children and teens who get at least 60 minutes of physical activity a day reduce the risk of obesity, heart disease, anxiety, and increase their overall mood. So whether it's around your neighborhood or at school, just get out and play. For your free booklet, visit WRInstitute.org. Or call toll-free 877-957-7575 and find us on Facebook and Twitter. The Will Rogers Institute, since 1936. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live united. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute. Because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Diabetes affects more than 29 million Americans. If left untreated, diabetes can lead to serious health problems such as heart disease, stroke, blindness, and kidney disease. Your family's health history can be an important factor in determining your risk of developing diabetes. The National Diabetes Education Program wants to help you and your family. Do all you can to prevent or delay the onset of type 2 diabetes. Visit yourdiabetesinfo.org to learn more. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian Living. We're 
in our second half of today's edition of the show, we are recording from Houston, Texas, the venue, the convention center for the International ASI Convention. It's August of 2017 when we're recording, and as I promised, there's a guest that you do not want to miss. Actually, he's one of our uh, more popular guests on American Indian Living. It's Fred Rogers. Those of you uh, know Fred as um, a Cherokee Nation citizen. Fred is also currently the coordinator for Native Ministries throughout the Southwestern Union. That is an organization that works especially with First Nation peoples that is actually sponsored by the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Fred, it's always great to have you on the show. Good to be here with you, David. Fred, I know for years you've been making a huge impact in Indian country. You have been involved the Southeast, now the Southwest, and you're just doing exciting stuff. You've got a booth here. Yes. At this convention, and I was over there, and you've got a beautiful facility there that uh, I looked at it. I said, well, I mean, this is just an artist's uh, conception. You said, no, this is a, was that really a photograph that I was looking at? Actually, not a photograph, but if you would take a photograph of it today, it would look like that, with the exception of the landscaping. So tell us um, what this facility is. It's uh, Where is it located? What's happening there? Okay. Probably need to back up just a little bit to tell you something about why we're working with this facility. Okay. When I was in the uh, Southern Union or the Southeast, we did uh, children's programs. One uh, of the programs was the Diabetes Awareness Youth Camp. And we were amazed at what took place during that camp because the kids learned so many things about diabetes. But one thing that really impressed me was that I talked with the chairman of the tribe, of one of the tribes that were participating in that, And he talked about how the children were interacting with each other where they had never done that before after they'd gone to camp. And he was talking about the citizenship of those kids, how much it improved, uh, how they were working together and things they were doing. So when the opportunity came to work with this facility uh, that's being operated by the Adventist Church, and they approached me and wanted to know if I would work with them and help them to make it an evangelistic uh, center. Uh, and so I was more than happy to do that because we are located in Muskogee, Oklahoma, where this, this new school is being built. And it is a 25 mile radius takes in the Cherokee Nation and also the Muskogee Creek Nation. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> we wanted to reach out to these nations. Now we have enrolled this year about 30 students and a little over half of those students are Indian children. Mm-hmm. And so I told them that I would work with them and help them to develop the school into, uh, you know, more of a center that reaches out evangelistically uh, if they're willing to reach out to more Native children. And they said they would be more than happy to do that. So we're going to reach out to the Cherokee Nation and the Muscogee Creek Nation and see if we can enroll more of their children in this school. We <clears throat> we have about a 60 member or 60 student uh, capacity mm-hmm. and we're at about half that right now now when the word evangelistically is used along with education i know folks who have a christian background they're saying well this sounds good they're going to provide some christian values for for native youth but others are listening and they're uh, i'll be honest with you and you know this too fred you know sometimes in indian country people hear Christianity and including it in mm-hmm. the school 
and they may have even think of boarding schools run maybe by, quote, Christian organizations that were anything but what you and I would say was, was Christian. Are, are you following along where I'm right. coming from? Sure. So help us understand why would a native uh, family want to send a child? Let's say they're, uh, they follow traditional native practices. They're not Christians. Mm-hmm. Why would they want to send their kid to this school? Probably one of the easiest ways me to explain to this, when I go to a tribal leader and I tell them that I work with the Seven Nevis Church and we do programs for native people and you recall from years gone by, we operated a clinic to help those that didn't have insurance and were low income. Uh-huh. Uh, we did uh, diabetes clinics to help the children to learn how to prevent becoming diabetic. Mm-hmm. And so as I talk to different tribal people, I tell them right up front that I'm associated with Seven Nevis Church. And that if somebody in the tribe wants to know something, what we know about salvation through Jesus Christ, we're happy to tell them. Mm -hmm. If they tell us they don't want to know anything about that, but they do want to know what we know about health and other projects to help their people, that they're interested in that. I said, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Because we as an organization feels that we are fulfilling a commission to the creator by doing either one of those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if people are interested, and I've never had a tribal leader that that had any problems with that approach. Mm-hmm. So with this school, when I say evangelistic, that's probably just some language that I'm custom, accustomed to using. Uh, what we want to do with this program is we want to work very closely with what's called the Pathfinder program. Okay. Uh, we're going to invite their young people to come to that. Now, you realize that the Native people living in the area where, we, where the school is located is about 25 miles from either tribal headquarters. So programs that they offer at the tribal area is probably a little bit limited to people that are 25 miles away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So our goal is to reach out to those people. Now, we're going to offer a whole host of various programs. We want to offer some health programs Mm -hmm. to the people in the area coming from those tribes. And if they have the opportunity to come and see the school, and they may want to say, hey, I'd like to have my kid into a, a school like this. But we're going to do far much more than that in reaching out and helping people because we want to help people in the job market. We've got electricians, plumbers, carpenters Mm -hmm. that are willing to teach young people the ins and outs to those, uh, to those, uh, uh, you know, opportunities for those jobs so that they can go out to the job market and say, I have some training in this mm-hmm. and make it much easier for them to get job markets. Excellent. So a number of things we're going to do, we want to, I'm trying to raise money right now to build a very strong computer lab. Mm-hmm. And so that we'll be able to teach people how to use Microsoft Office, which will enhance their opportunities of being able to get a job. Great. And we're doing Native Culture Seminars. Mm-hmm. You're familiar with the Native Culture Seminar that right, right. I do. Uh, so that helps Native people to appreciate their heritage. And uh, hopefully we're going to make this school where it's going to be very, very Native uh, friendly mm-hmm. and teaching the things that our Native people practice and believe. Mm-hmm. And so just give them the opportunity to have a closer walk with the Creator. Wonderful. I really enjoyed uh Working together with you, Fred, over the years, I think one of the high points was there um, in the Carolinas when uh, you and I did a a seminar there focused on both health and Native heritage. And I know it really touched people, seemed to make an impact there, and I I know you continue to do that work. So it's exciting for me 
to really just see what yeah. you're doing and how that is impacting yeah. so many lives. Yeah, it's interesting as I've done these, and one thing that I wanted to accomplish by doing the the culture seminars, I call them, was that for many Native people don't want to know anything about their Native culture because they've grown up in an atmosphere where they believed or been taught that our Native people were heathens and savages mm. and were not really good people. And that's far from the truth. Mm-hmm. We have plenty of documentation saying that is not true. And I've had people come to the seminars and say, you know, after listening to that, that makes me proud to be a Native American. Wonderful. And so Wonderful. there's a lot of, of Native Americans, they're not proud of being a Native American because of what they've been taught over the years in schools mm-hmm. uh, and the, the negative things that they've heard about their ancestors. I'm excited about the work you're doing. Now, you do a range of things. You know, we're talking about this center there in, uh, in Oklahoma. But here at the booth that you have, you're not just talking about that particular facility. You're talking more broadly about some of the other programming and things that you offer. We're, of course, American Indian Living Radio. You have some input into American Indian Living magazine. Is that correct, or is that a total different From, from time to time. At one time, I was the editor until okay. I retired. Uh, we got into a little bit of a financial crunch, and we had to stop printing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, during that time, I retired, and so I haven't put any articles in it. I used to put an article each issue, uh, and I haven't done that in, lately. But, yes, I'm involved with it. We distribute it, get it out to the nations, and especially to the health departments. I take them to the health departments, and they readily accept the magazine because it deals mostly with health, Mm -hmm. and they seem to appreciate it. also take them to veteran centers that are operated by our nations. The Cherokee Nation just built a very brand-new veteran center. I didn't realize that. Yeah, the veterans can come. They can just come and relax if they want Uh to and sit and read and that type of thing. So we supply the magazine to their library so that the people will have that to be able to work with. Also talk to them about doing some programs there, a five-day plan to stop smoking, Mm -hmm. help Mm -hmm. people stop smoking and using tobacco. So we're still working on that. We have a little church that we we started in Tahlequah, uh, Oklahoma, and uh, so we have uh, probably... Half of our people are Indian people, and uh, so we teach a uh, we teach a culture seminar during the study part uh-huh. of that church. Oh, uh, really? During, yes, during that service, and so we have several people come to attend that. We have some people just drop in for that and, uh-huh. and then leave after that, which is fine uh-huh. with us. So we're just there to try to help them along and learn things that will help them in their life here in this in this world. That's great. Fred, I know you've got a lot more resources. People can get more information. You have some contact information, right, Mm -hmm. don't you, for us? How would someone get a hold of you and some of the things you're offering? Well, they can call me. My cell phone number is area code 336-414-5185. Or they can email me. My email address is flc. My last name, Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S, at M-S-N dot com. Wow. Let me, let me make sure I've got this. So the phone number, 336-414-5185. Mm-hmm. 
And then the uh, email address, that was kind of a mouthful. Was it F-L-L-C Rogers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at MSN.com? Correct. Okay. So if you're trying to get more information from uh, Fred and maybe you're in Oklahoma, want to take advantage of his services, but you actually cover a whole region. You, what does your region cover? Cover what's called the Southwestern Union, which is in Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, and New Mexico. Uh, so I go into those areas. I even go to some areas outside of that. I've been to Michigan. I've been to uh, Washington. I've been to Australia. <laughs> okay. Uh, and different places and have done seminars. I also do the culture seminar. If anybody's interested in that, I'd be happy to work with them and do a seminar if they want other uh, people to know a little more about their, their Indian culture. And as far as I'm concerned, the truth about their Indian culture and what happened to them and why people have been turned off to their culture. Well, you know, Fred, I don't know if you can stay by because there's one aspect of that Native seminar that especially touched me. I mean, the whole thing did, but something that's really unique. Are you able to stay by for one more segment? Sure. Okay, don't you go away if you're tuning in today because Fred is going to talk about something that uh, that I'll be honest with you, uh, I was astonished by. It actually has to do with what some people have called the Seventh-day Sabbath. Fred is going to be uh, sharing information about that from uh, traditional uh, Native culture, and I just found it amazing, and how it can impact your health, your outlook. That's our final segment on today's edition of American Indian Living. It will be coming up right after this. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we provide more than $150 billion each year in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about money for college at studentaid.gov. Diabetes is a serious disease that runs in families. If your parents or siblings have type 2 diabetes, you have a greater chance of getting the disease. If you're African American, Hispanic, or Latino, American Indian, Alaska Native, Asian American, Native Hawaiian, or Pacific Islander, you also have a higher chance of developing the disease. The National Diabetes Education Program wants to help you understand your risk. Visit the NDEP website at yourdiabetesinfo.org for diabetes prevention tools, including the Family Health History Quiz. It started off as a normal day. I felt fine when I arrived at the plant. Ruth Junius's life was about to change. Then I dropped my keys. They kept slipping out of my hand. My arm felt numb. A co-worker asked me if I was okay, and I couldn't speak. I started to get scared. Ruth was having a stroke. People around her weren't sure what to do. They thought I should go home or lie down, but I knew something was very wrong. I wrote 911 on a piece of paper with my other hand, and someone called for me. Because everyone acted quickly, doctors at the hospital were able to give Ruth treatment that started to reverse the symptoms. Within a few minutes, I was talking again. I didn't know a thing about stroke before I had one. Now I make sure that my friends and family know all the signs of stroke so they'll get help fast if they need it. No stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. Call 1-800-352-9424 for more information. 
Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Dr. David DeRose with Fred Rogers sitting across from me. Fred is the Native Ministries Coordinator for the Seventh-day Adventist Church for their Southwestern Union. He's been talking about some of the amazing work that he's doing in that part of the country. I say amazing work not because Fred said that, but because I've had the privilege of working with Fred. And he's been talking about these Native heritage or Native culture seminars that he does. And Fred, as we were talking in that last segment, I just had to mention something that really astounded me. Because you were talking about some Native roots of various lifestyle practices. And I'll be honest with you, I'd not heard this anywhere else. A lot of people think there are certain values that you, for example, as a Christian value, but you're saying a lot of these things that are so-called Christian values were Native values. The one that surprised me the most, because I, I knew about Native nutritional practices and value of exercise and you know giving back and sharing, but I'd never heard this about a day of worship. Tell us a little bit about your research in traditional Native outlook on, on worship. Okay. I was asked to work with Native Ministries back in 2000, and the reason I was asked to do that was because I... I'm a Cherokee citizen, mm-hmm. and basically that was the reason. It wasn't because of any knowledge that I had. <laughs> it was because I had citizenship of the Cherokee Nation. So after I was asked to do that, I thought, okay, I'm more than happy to do that, very interested in it, and I better learn something about the culture. Mm-hmm. Because I grew up in Oklahoma uh, on my grandmother's allotment of land that was given to her, taken away from her, then given back to her by the federal government. And um, so my grandfather, I learned after he was dead and I was an adult, that he could speak the Cherokee language. Mm. And I never knew it. So he grew up in a time when it was best not to be Indian, just to blend in. So I didn't know anything about my culture. As a result of coming into this work for Native people, I said, I need to know something about the culture. Mm -hmm. So I started digging and studying, and I think the creator had a hand in guiding me to some books and things that I was learning stuff. And I was blown away, too, uh, as the things that I I learned. And I guess history, you know, in school tells us Native Americans are savages and heathens and Mm -hmm. uh, didn't worship the same God as what we worship. They worship you know, spirits and that kind of thing. Well, I found out that's not true. Hmm. And there's a reason we don't have enough time probably going to the reason why they were looked at on that way. And it was deception, actually, just to be able to take their land. But at any rate, I didn't know anything about the culture. I started studying reading. So what you ask about, I'll, I'll share with that. I found out as I visited the Cherokee village out in North Carolina, mm-hmm. I was astounded to find that the number seven kept coming up over and over and over again. Hmm. They had seven clans. They had seven festivals. Their national seal has a star on it that has seven points on the star, which is not normal. That's an unusual star, isn't it? Yeah, you ought to try to draw that out. That's uh-huh. not easy to do because of the, the symmetry of the whole thing. Uh-huh. So they had a seven-pointed star. Also on their flag, they had the seven-pointed star. But they also had seven stars that surrounded that seven-pointed star, hmm. which represented they had seven clans. And so... 
I wondered about this, and I found out that they believed in seven directions. Many people don't know those directions, but I've seen it drawn out. And they put one, two, three, four, north, south, east, and west. Okay. But then it was drawn out on a circle one time. And on that circle, there was a five put at the top and a six put at the bottom. And so, okay, what's those directions? Well, that's up and down. Okay, fair enough. And so, yeah, there's up, right? And if there's up, there's down. Uh But then that left the seventh. Mm -hmm. And what is the seventh? The seventh was where you are. Hmm. In other words, it was kind of like it's your being, that you're a being. And so I saw it drawn out. I was curious about the seventh. Why so many sevens? Then I discovered that the Osage shield, which is on the Oklahoma flag, has seven feathers hanging down. Hmm. Then I discovered the Waccamaw always held tradition that when they wrapped the feather on the shaft of the arrow, they wrapped it seven times. Hmm. I found out the Lakota people have seven festivals, have seven sacred fires, and they have seven clans, and they believed in the seven sacred direction. Hmm. When I was up in Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, I was watching a video that was done by a man by the name of Gene Thin Elk. And he's not a Christian. He claims to be a traditionalist. And as I'm listening to him, he says the Lakota people have always believed in the seventh sacred direction. That caught my attention. Hmm. And so I sat up and started paying much closer attention. And he drew out a big circle. He put one at the top, uh, two at the bottom, three and four on either side on outside of the circle, which represented north, south, east, and west. Right. Then he put a five at the top, which was outside the circle, and he put a six at the bottom outside the circle. He said, this is up and down. Okay. And then he put a seven inside the circle, way to one side. And he said, this is the seven second direction. Then he drew a little circle in the center. And he wrote a C in it. He said, this represents the creator. said, the creator is the center of everything. And I said, okay, I agree with that. He's the creator of everything, the center of everything. Then he drew an arrow from the creator to point at the seven. And he said, the creator instill life into all living. This is the seventh sacred direction. And it hit me. What did he just draw? What did he just put on that board? And I couldn't help but think of the creation week that's recorded in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Six days, God created the heavens, the earth, all the things that's in them. And on the seventh day, he rested, but he did more than just rest. He hallowed and blessed that seventh day Mm -hmm. for a special day for humanity to, I think, remember the creation. And I think, even though Gene Thin Elk, not a Christian. Mm-hmm. He drew that out. And I think what he was drawing out was the seven days of creation. Wow. And the creation of the seventh day or the Sabbath. Hmm. And you've seen other evidence that there was something sacred about a seventh day in Native American yeah. culture. Is that right? Yeah. James Adair wrote a book. It's called Cherokee Beliefs and Practices. Mm-hmm. And he published this book in 1775 in London. That's when it was, where it was published when. And in this book, he says that the Indian people counted times by seven, Hmm. which is interesting. The only place that you find things counted out in seven, the only place you find a seven-day cycle is from the Word of God. That is true. And so he said that Indian people counted by sevens and said showed that they kept a Sabbath day. Hmm. And so it didn't 
specifically pinpoint the seventh day. But then I read Emmett Starr, a book called History of the Cherokee People. Emmett Starr was probably the first Cherokee doctor okay. uh, that uh, that worked. But he didn't really like being a doctor. <laughs> okay. And he got into genealogy. He wrote this book called The History of the Cherokee People. Mm-hmm. In this book, he says that when the missionaries came, they saw lots of similarities between the Indian people and old Israel. Hmm. And he said that they believed in three beings that sat on three white thrones. Now, this is back in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And they believed in three beings. He names them, which I'm not going to try to do that. But he said after the three kings or the three beings, there was a great king that came. And the great king that came was named Yahweh. Huh. That's very similar to uh, Israel, right? right? Yahweh. Yeah. Yahweh. And he said this great king came and instructed the people that they should rest every seventh day. Huh. Not do any work in that day, but that they should rest on that day. Uh-huh. So we have other examples like Manilik that was told by the grandfather, he called him, that he should worship on the seventh day. And he was a native uh, Alaskan? or He a- was in Alaska, probably uh-huh. uh, early 1800s. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a video, by the way, a documentary that's been done on him. If you Google his name, you'll find hospitals, clinics, and everything else. with his name on it. It's amazing. Well, Fred, you know, I know there's many people out there that would benefit from a a Native culture or Native heritage seminar. Once more, if they're trying to get you to come, especially, I know you prioritize the Southwestern Union, but uh, we've already heard you'll travel all the way out to Australia. How does someone get a hold of Fred Rogers? You can call me by cell phone. It's area code 336-414-5185. Our email, F-L-L-C, Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S, at msn.com. Okay, one more time if you're trying to jot that down. If you're trying to book Fred Rogers to do a Native Culture Seminar at your own community center, on your own reservation, your own place of worship, uh, it's something that uh, that you won't be disappointed about. I know firsthand, and I was just telling Fred at our last break, I'd love to be involved with another seminar uh, coll- collaborating with him. But again, phone number, 336-414-5185, and then the email address, F-L-L-C, then his last name, Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S, at msn.com. Well, our time has slipped away from us again. Fred, thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure to be here. And thank you for uh, tuning in today to American Indian Living. For all of us at American Indian Living, as always, I'm Dr. David DeRose wishing you the very best of health. Native Voice One. The Native American Radio Network.